You're listening to the Good Old Boys Fantasy Football Podcast. Now here's your hosts, Kevin, Derek, and Alex. Alrighty, welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Good Old Boys Fantasy Football Podcast. I am Derek, and I'm joined, as always, by your co-hosts, Kevin and Alex. Now, this team here is one that I'm not overly excited to talk about tonight here, but uh, this is this is one I was going through and almost liking it to the Jets from a few years ago. Not as bad, but close. All right, the Giants last year, 4-13, 59% pass, 41% run. They were ranked 31st in points for, 31st in yards, tor- yards for. Head coach, new head coach, Brian Dable, offensive coordinator, Mike Kafka. Guys, your thoughts on soon as we get to him all righty heading to the running back room saquon barkley running back 32 162 rush attempts 593 yards two touchdowns 41 receptions 57 targets 263 yards through the air and two touchdowns guys your thoughts on saquon barkley before kevin gets in and gives a pretty good and accurate representation of saquon barkley uh i was burned hard I don't think there was anybody who was higher on Saquon Barkley last year than, than me, and I was burned hard by him. And uh, to the point where I was stubborn enough to like hang on to him for a lot longer than I should have and tried to ride that train out just to prove myself right. Uh, so for no reason other than I'm personally pissed off at myself and his performance last year, I will not be touching Saquon Barkley this year. Even if he is the best available player when it comes for my team to draft, uh, Saquon Barkley will get overlooked. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm not believing it. Part of it's the Giants' offense, right now. Uh, we might be seeing a bit of a change now that Joe Judge is out of there, and then we're going to be changing offensive philosophies. But they're coming into this team. Saquon's not their guy. Daniel Jones isn't their guy. Kenny Galladay's not their guy. Like, none of these are, are their guy. So, um, I'm not very high on this offense. It it could be one of, if not the worst offenses in the league this coming season. I know we had a former guest who would disagree with me, but that's okay. Um, and... And we're just going to move on. But Saquon, he looks slow, guys. And I, I'm thinking maybe this offseason we'll see a lot of hype as training camp rolls around. Barkley looks like his old self, and he's got his burst back and everything else. Like, I – Barkley is a guy that I am staying away from at all costs. Um, he is health adverse, you know, the phrase that Alex used earlier, and – I'm just going to go other directions. I, I would rather, I would rather skip it and be wrong than pick him and be right about the fact that he's going to fail miserably. Like I haven't worked on running back rankings yet. I don't think he's going to be my top 12 this year. Like I just don't see it happening for him. Like this is kind of in, in name only. So he's, he's, he's an RB two and, and he's a, shaky RB2 because he hasn't proven to be healthy the last two seasons. So buyer beware, but he is not a guy that I'm going after under any circumstances whatsoever. Um, I know that there are people in the Northeast who definitely disagree with that and that's okay, but we're going to agree to disagree on this one. I'm not going anywhere near Barkley this year. Yeah. Um, and Saquon wasn't even in my top 12 last year going into the, to redraft. And, um, 
you know, took some heat on that one for sure. And felt, uh, you know, it definitely kind of proved out there when it was all said and done. And I don't see anything really changing on this one, right? The analysis still holds true. Very similar to what I was saying last year that Saquon's true value for fantasy came through his work through the passing game and, you know, far more than it necessarily did on the running game. And that great season came with Eli Manning, who was checked down, you know, checked down King on that one, who Daniel Jones, that's not necessarily his game. And that's not how this is going to play. So I don't see him say, see Saquon jumping back up inside of a top 12 running back one type of territory. And realistically, I think he's a back half RB two when it's all said and done here. Um, you know, even if he stays healthy, even if he plays the full year, I don't know that we are going to see much, uh, we're going to see some more production, but I don't know that we're going to drastically see a huge turnaround here. I just don't see that one happening uh, for this one. So Saquon will not be on any of my rosters shy of, you know, me draft, you know, shy of me getting him in like the seventh or eighth round and I'm picking him up as an RB three or four. Like that's where I would probably take him. And I'm not looking at much before that. Who finishes higher Zeke or Saquon Zeke. Alex, I'm sure the suspense was killing you. I was trying to get my unmute button. Uh, Zeke. So, and, and I'd agree with that. Uh, and for all the people who love to bash on Zeke, right? Part of it's because he's a cowboy. Part of it's because they had these mile high expectations, and that's what people are putting on Saquon. Like they're living off of 2018 and 2019. Like we are two seasons two full seasons and in the middle of an off season removed from him being truly fantasy relevant. And people need to understand that it is time to move on. And there, like I said, there's a list of guys, Zeke, Aaron Jones. I would, um, Travis ETN is a guy that I think has a better fantasy season than Saquon. Josh Jacobs. Jacobs. Josh Jacobs easily finishes above him. Saquon Barkley. Antonio Gibson is the guy that I think finishes better than Saquon Barkley. Like Barkley and Miles Sanders are in the same tier to me. Like that, that's how far he has fallen from grace in my eyes. Like I am not a Miles Sanders supporter either. We'll cover that in a few weeks with the Eagles, but I'm not, I'm just not believing this. Like, and people need to, people who are drafting him in the second or third round are going to be set up to fail because you cannot win your fantasy league in your first, you know, couple rounds but you can damn sure lose it and if you're drafting saquon in the first three rounds i'm i'm putting my stamp on it and calling my shot you will not will not win your fantasy league if you draft saquon in the first three rounds all righty let's go ahead and head on over to backup running back there matt burita um you know coming over on this one i'm just gonna kind of start you know, stop short here and say, I am out on Matt Burita. Um, any, any differing opinions on Matt Burita? I'm going to look at him in deep leagues as a running back depth piece, because I don't trust that Saquon can be help, healthy. So if I can pick him up in somewhere between rounds 16 and 20, maybe, you know, just kind of depending on how that shakes out, I'll, I'll pick him up as a flyer. Cause I don't expect Saquon to stay healthy. So I'll get a, couple weeks of a starting running back out of it if I need it. Alex, any other thoughts? Nope. 
Alrighty, on to the wide receiver room here. Kenny Galladay, uh, who was a big free agent signing for them going into last year. Wide receiver 84, 37 receptions, 76 targets, 521 yards, zero touchdowns, and a 13.5% target share. Your thoughts on Kenny Galladay? Uh, big money to come over uh, from the Detroit Lions. And excuse me, Derek was talking faster than I can pull my notes up. Um, <laughs> here we go. So a lot of it was the connection piece with Daniel Jones, right? Like he wasn't, his target, his target percentage didn't drastically change from when he was with Matthew Stafford. His depth of target did change drastically and he was dinged up in the middle of the season. So all that kind of added in, he didn't have any touchdowns, zero fat goose egg for touchdowns. That's never good for fantasy performances, but Again, this Giants offense was pretty anemic. Like, there wasn't a whole lot to get excited about. And this is kind of a prove-it year, right? Because I think I'd have to look at the cap space, but I think uh, Galladay could be a cap casualty next season. I think they own too much this year. But next season, he could be a cap casualty. So I do expect his numbers to improve slightly um, with where he's going. I, I think I'd be interested to take a flyer on him at a wide receiver three type level. I think the talent is still there. I think the offensive philosophy is yet to be determined as they change coaches and the chemistry with Daniel Jones has to improve. But if Daniel Jones has a short leash, which could be possible, and Tyrod comes in, I think Galladay is like a diamond in the rough with Tyrod Taylor at quarterback. So that that's something to keep an eye on also. Yeah. I think there were, there were high expectations on Kenny Galladay. He comes in with, you know, the big contract. He's the big free agent that they get. He's supposed to be the guy there. And then it just didn't really work out. And, and really there were a lot of things that were wrong with, with this giants offense last year, Saquon not being healthy, you know, or back at full spe- full strength and full speed and, and Daniel Jones sometimes remembering what team he plays for and that, you know, throwing the football to those, those guys is, is okay. In, in fact, it's encouraged. Um, so look, you're, there's no way that he has another zero touchdown season, right? Like that, that's just no possible way. And if, if there is, then there's huge problems. So obviously there's going to be an improvement. You'll get the touchdown bonus points that way. I think that Kenny Galladay, you know, for everything that he, you know, was, and especially given, you know, some of the, the options that are around him, even with a shaky Daniel Jones or if Tyrod comes in, um, I still think that, you know, he gets a couple touchdowns. He's back up in that, that low end, you know, wide receiver two, high end wide receiver three range. And, and now I know that's not where, you know, you would expect a, you know, basically a wide receiver one, uh, in terms of depth chart um, to perform, but that's about the ceiling for this Giants team. Yeah, I mean, Kenny Galladay, I think it, this is one of those that in order for him to to have a lot of you know good fantasy production, you really need to see him tick up there and get somewhere around about 115 to 125 targets when it's all said and done. That's going to be the big question mark is, is he going to get that type of target volume? Is it, and it's, are the giants going to throw those balls, um, you know, for him to be able to do, because he's never been a possession 
guy, right? Like that hasn't been his calling card. That hasn't been his trademark. He's always been the big play down the field, big threat guy to, to, a big body guy, a contested catch guy that can go up high point the ball and, and just beat a defender there. And you know, Daniel Jones is supposed to be able to throw a very good deep ball on that one. And so, you know, we were looking at this one that this was supposed to be a very good, um, you know, combination going into it. And you know, Kenny Galladay was uh, health resistant last year and, you know, limited his upside there a little bit. So if he can see a massive tick up in target share, um, yeah, I think that everything else kind of falls in line with that. And the point that, you know, if you can see him get that 115 to 125 targets, I think you'll see his receptions get up there around that you know, 70 to 80 mark, him probably get around 1,100 yards, and probably you'll see him five, six touchdowns on that one, which at that point moves him up the, uh, the board there quite a bit. And I think this is a guy that you – it definitely has some value when it comes to fantasy drafts because you're right now he's going in the double digit, double digit rounds and a guy that's a double digit round that, that is a big play type of deal. I'll take a dart throw on and, and see what can happen there and just see if I can, if I can you know find a little diamond in the rough to, to use the same phrase Kevin was using there. Um, so I, I like it. And from where his draft position is, I think that you'll be able to find some value on him. Yeah. I, my, my big indicator for him is going to be his his depth or yards per target, right? So when he was in Detroit, he averaged just over 10 yards per target. Um, his first season with the Giants, it was down to 6.8. Like, la, there's a big difference in four yards per target over the course of the season. So... I'm going to keep an eye on him. Like I said, he's a guy that I will take a flyer on as a third or fourth wide receiver, depending on how the board falls. But uh, like you said, Derek, it is the upside is there, but you got to be willing to take that risk because if uh, Daniel Jones can't pull his head out of his butt, then we're going to be in for the exact same thing we saw last year. I would agree. Let's go ahead and head on through to the next wide receiver, Darius Slayton, wide receiver 104, 26 receptions, 58 targets, 339 yards to the air, two touchdowns, 10% target share. Uh, your thoughts on Darius Slayton? I'm, I'm passing on Slayton. Like I, I just don't have enough trust in Daniel Jones. There's not enough balls to go around. Um, Galladay, maybe Tony are the two guys that I'll kind of key in on here. So Darius Slayton is out for me. There's rumors that there's been disgruntled he was disgruntled with the Giants front office that he could possibly be cut, you know, all, all the things like that. So I am out on Darius Slayton for now. I, I would agree with that. He just, he didn't have it last year. You know, he was only in, you know, 13 games and just even when he was in there, he wasn't very productive. So I am, I am firmly out on Darius Slayton. Uh, agreed. So unanimous pass on that one. Um, and we'll go ahead and move on to, Wandale Robinson, the second round pick from Kentucky. They took him 43rd overall. Your thoughts on Wandale Robinson? Uh, he pass. I, I, pass. I'm not I'm not targeting him in rookie drafts. Like I don't believe in what he did at Kentucky. Um, you know, he kind of beat up on the lower lower end of competition, their, their non-conference opponents and the Vanderbilts of the world in the SEC. When he got up and played against the big dogs, like I was never really impressed with what he did. So um, he might find a role in this offense, but he's not going to be on my roster to find a role on mine. 
Yeah, I think even in in rookie drafts, you know, you're going to have to get. I think he's going to go for a lot higher than what he's actually worth. Um, so again, with Daniel Jones being Daniel Jones, and I know we're starting to sound like a broken record, but you know, all things run through the quarterback in the NFL, and if you don't have a reliable one, then you don't you don't have anything really. So um, I would say I. I I'm not targeting Wandale Robinson. Uh, you know, he's a stash away in a dynasty that maybe somehow, some way they upgrade at the quarterback position. But beyond that, I'm, I'm not looking for him in redraft leagues by any means. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've been through a ton of rookie drafts so far. I think I've drafted him once just so I could, you know, have a piece of him somewhere. Um, and also like every pick that I was targeting in that second round had gone the the five picks before me. So that was more the reason for that one. So I'm, I'm out on Wondell Robinson. The the giants have way too many issues with this wide receiver room for me to really key on anybody other than, than Kenny Galladay, uh, which kind of pains me to say heading into uh, our next guy here, because the guy that I've always have targeted, but Sterling Shepard, wide receiver, 98, 36 receptions, 53 targets, 366 yards, one touchdown, nine and a half percent target share. Your thoughts on Sterling Shep? Uh, I'm passing on Sterling Shepard at the moment too. He, and this sounds bad, and maybe I shouldn't even say it, but I don't have a filter, so I'm going to say it anyway. Is the dude's like one concussion away from being a vegetable, like? He, he just keeps getting his bell rung. Some people are just predisposed to have concussions easier. Sterling Shepard seems to be that guy dinged up a little bit. Again, not enough balls to go around him, Slayton, pass. Like, you can find a, a thousand of those guys in a, in a draft on more high-powered offenses. Seconded and co-signed. All right. Yeah, I mean, Sterling Shepard, they even went through and restructured his contract where he took a pay cut to stay with the Giants on this one. So, you know, I, I I think that they see a role for him, but I just don't necessarily trust that one for fantasy. So I am going to be out on Sterling Shepard. Kadarius Tony, wide receiver 94 last year, 39 receptions, 57 targets, 420 yards, zero touchdowns, 10% target share. Thoughts on Kadarius Tony? Um, I like Kadarius Tony when he's healthy. Uh, had some, what, he had a hamstring issue, then he had a hand issue, but. God bless it. Does that game against Dallas not stand out in everybody's mind with what could be for Kadarius Tony? Um, and I think that's, that's the upside, right? That's what you're going for. So um, redraft leagues, I'm hoping he falls probably a bit farther than what he will dynasty leagues. I'll still, st- I will still take a flyer on him um, in the mid rounds. If, if he, if he's fallen that far because of youth and because of the upside that we saw, but um, things are going to have to fall right, and I'm going to have to be comfortable with my roster because, again, it's Daniel Jones, guys. Like, And we have no idea who's going to be filling in for Daniel Jones in years to come. But uh, it's safe to say then you're going to have a rookie quarterback and pains that you have to walk through with that. So buyer beware. But if you're comfortable with your roster makeup, uh, I think he's a guy worth taking a risk on in the, in the mid-rounds. All right. Kadarius Tony's a guy that, you know, I, I could see easily putting on my roster in about, you know, round 10, round 11. That's probably where I'd feel pretty comfortable doing that. Um, 
you know, as a wide receiver four or five on my roster. Um, other than that, I, I think I would pass on him much earlier than that one. So, all righty, guys, let's go ahead and move on into the tight ends. Ricky Seals-Jones finished tight end 33, uh, 30 receptions, 49 targets, 271 yards, two touchdowns, and a 9% target share on the Washington team last year. Thoughts on Ricky Seals-Jones? Derek, if you could, um, those two touchdowns that Ricky Seals-Jones scored, same game, right? Uh, well, give me a moment. I'll pull it up here. I feel yeah. like they were in the same game because it was a guy that, like, he was one no, of those tight ends. Games. He had, oh, separate uh, games. He had one touchdown in week two and one touchdown in week six. Okay, so I remember, you know, targeting Ricky Seals-Jones on the waiver wire last year because I, I needed tight end help in the worst way, so – I do recall um, him being one of the options that uh, I was I was going after, but really, you know, once I got him on the roster, there wasn't really much that he did. Um, again, I know we've we've said this a lot, but it is Daniel Jones, and it's it's just going to be a, a tough go of things for the Giants. It's remarkable that they won four games last year, um, but uh, it's going to be a tough go for them, man. Like it, it's just going to be tough as long as Daniel Jones is back there, you know, under center. So. Um, I would say that, you know, while Ricky Seals-Jones, he's, you know, the opposite of C.J. Uzoma, like we were talking about earlier, um, where that's a guy that I think is okay based on the quarterback that's going to be throwing to him. I don't think that, that you know, Ricky Seals-Jones is a guy that I'm, I'm in on just because of the guy that's throwing to him. Yeah, pass. He's another tight end I'm not looking at. Like, I'm not even going to take a sniff. Yep. Touchdown dependent and potential waiver wire stream. That's that's the most that I'll I'll designate him at for my roster. Heading over to QB room, Daniel Jones. We've had so many you know wonderful things to say about Daniel Jones, quarterback twenty seven, uh, two hundred thirty two completions, three hundred sixty one attempts, sixty four point three percent completion percentage, two thousand four hundred twenty eight yards, ten TDs, seven interceptions, sixty two rushes, two hundred ninety eight yards, and two touchdowns. Thoughts on Daniel Jones? You know, there was a time last year where he was like QB three. Yeah. Like the first, he started out really well last year, and everyone's going, "Holy crap! Is this the Daniel Jones that you know we thought we were gonna get?" And then what week? Week five happened. Week five happened. He got dinged up and knocked out right against Dallas, and then just kind of puttered wrong for the rest of the season. And then week thirteen and beyond, he was out. So it is a prove it year. We 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 all know it. This is no secret within any type of football community, right? It is a prove it year for Daniel Jones. If he wants to remain a starting quarterback in the league, he is going to have to absolutely ball out this year. I don't see that happening. Um, I, I think he's just serviceable enough to finish, you know, mid, mid QB two. Like he's a guy who's probably going to finish, you know, almost in the same area as Zach Wilson is. Right, like seven, maybe seventeen through twenty-two, somewhere is where he's going to finish. So, it it doesn't do enough. There's there's too many questions. The turnovers are crazy. So if you get hammered in turnovers in your league, uh, Daniel Jones is not the guy for you uh, because of the fumbles. So uh, that and I just don't love everything that the Giants have offensively at the moment. So I'm passing again on Daniel Jones this season. 
I, I don't think he finishes uh, in the QB2 range. I think he finishes on the bench. Like, <laughs> I don't think he makes it through the whole season. So uh, that's entirely possible, which, which I know wasn't, possible. you know, part of the part of the question that you were trying to answer. But I, I do believe that he is not the Giants starter for the entire season, um, be it through injuries or be it through just poor performance that he gets replaced. So um, while I do say like, hey, in Superflex League, starting quarterbacks are valuable. Daniel Jones is not one of them for me. Right. No. And as a quarterback, he's never played a full season. No. In three years, he still hasn't played a full season at quarterback. He's finished 24, 24, and 27. Like, so I'm probably high at 17 or 18. It's probably more realistic that he finishes 22 to 25. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. I'd rather have Zach Wilson than Daniel Jones this year for fantasy. Like, flat out, I, I would rather have Zach Wilson and the promise of what the Jets' offense looks to be than what this Giants' uh, offense makeup looks like. And the, again, the nebulous situation that we have at the wide receiver room, you know, they, they, actually downgraded i think as far as the tight end room goes uh saquon is uh is starting to show a little bit of his age and i think has lost a step there so yeah i'm i'm gonna be out on daniel jones um yeah i I don't know that that there's even like the only way that i would draft him is if i absolutely had to have a third quarterback um on that he was the only guy left that was a starting qb at that uh that realm like i would rather have just about anybody else for that that position there so i am going to be out on daniel jones any other thoughts on this giants uh stay tuned more team breakdowns we keep inching closer watch your playoff hockey it is really really fun we've been saying this for weeks now like watch playoff hockey while you're statting out players or just browsing through websites or whatever but uh y'all stay safe stay tuned for more information Um, hit up our socials that Derek will plug here in just a second. And thank you for tuning in. Take it away, Derek. Alrighty. So guys, again, thanks for tuning in here. Make sure you check us out on the socials, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok at good old boys, FF and find all sorts of good content as well on good old boys, and do us the big favor of going over to YouTube, subscribing to the, to the YouTube show. Good old boys fantasy football podcast on YouTube. Click the subscribe button and make sure that you're getting all the latest content coming from us because we even got a ton of little great shorts over there, a ton of player profile videos that'll be coming out there. So that way, when you're sitting there and you're about on the clock and you go, man, I just can't decide between these two guys. Don't you worry. We've got you covered because we've got some of those short player breakdowns that you can sit there and get the boys thoughts on quick fast and in a hurry to help you make better drafting decisions and uh, get you set up right for your redraft deals. But that's going to do it for us. For Kevin and Alex, I'm Derek. Have a great one. Be safe.